The Word of God says, Is any sick among you? Let them call on the elders of the church and let them pray for them, and the prayer of faith will make them whole. If you are sick in any part of your body and need healing, why not join us for the next special healing school, Saturday the 7th of December at 6.30 p.m. at Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, West Sussex, RH10-8DS. Please call 07938-494-294 or visit solutionchapel.org for further details. The Special Healing School, Saturday the 7th of December, is free and open to everyone. Come and receive your healing. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Number five, you must sow sacrificially to activate the favor of God. We saw Abraham. Abraham went to the field, took a good calf, the best that's sacrificial. He went to the field himself. He went and took the best because he knows the best. You see, listen, if you really want to attract the favor of God, you have to show how sacrificial. We have to desire the favor of God. Amen. We have to desire what? The favor of God. So Psalm 102 verse 13 and 14 says, You will arise, talking about God. It says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion. You will arise. So that means there is a particular time in particular point in time that God arises to have mercy on Zion. Zion there represents the church. And so when the Bible says Zion, it's talking about you and I. It says you will arise and have mercy on Zion. And notice carefully, it says, for the time to favor her. Now, look at that carefully. It says, for the time to favor her. Psalm 102, verse 13. It says, for the time to favor her. So, that means in the calendar of God, there is a time to be favored. Did you get that? In the calendar of God, there is a particular time that he sets aside to favor Zion, to favor his church. And not only that, look at it carefully. It's a yes, the set time has come. So within the calendar of time of favor, there is also a set time. A set time to be favored a set time to be favored and I have come to announce to you this is your season of your set time to be favored 
Somebody has told all throughout the year. God is about to show you his mercy in an unprecedented way. So God says for years the set time to favor her has come. That means God has been waiting all this while for this set time. It's like having an appointment uh, for a job interview and you are giving come on the 12th of December at 12 noon. It's a set time. That set time is a time set for divine appointment. Somebody will experience that set time in the name of Jesus. A life, write this down, a life without favor is a life of struggle. A life without favor is a life of struggle. So therefore, we must desire to be favored by God. Now look at verse 14. Verse 14 is very important. Now, we'll get there shortly. It says, for your servants take pleasure in her stones. The stones there represents the building of the church. It says, for your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dad. So that means for God to show you his favor, you also must do something in his house. Are you following this? This is very important. The reason why many Christians don't experience the favor of God is because they don't understand how favor works. There's a big difference between mercy and favor. Mercy is God showing you his kindness at his discretion based on nothing you have done. But for you to experience the favor of God, there is something you have to do to attract it. So in verse 14, it says, for your servants take pleasure in her stones. The question is, where is your pleasure? Where is your pleasure? The the scriptures clearly state, Jesus says, Where your heart is, there your treasures will be also. So when you take pleasure in something, that thing takes your entire attention. It says, for your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. Write this down. One day of favor with God is better than a lifetime of hard labor. One day of favor with God is better than a lifetime of hard labor. Labor is good. Working hard is good. But there is a dimension of favor that God is about to usher you into that you'll be wondering, what did I do to experience this kind of favor? So let's go and look at one 
individual in the Bible that was able to attract the favor of God. And let's see the difference the favor of God made in his life. Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to 10. Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to 10. You know the story, the story is about Abraham. God called him in Genesis chapter 12 and from verse 1 to 3. God called him out of his father's house. And then in verse 4, the Bible says that and Abraham departed. Abraham obeyed God promptly and left his father's house. At this point, Abraham is 75 years old. And all he's known his entire life is idol worshiping because his father, Terah, was an idol worshiper. So God comes to Abraham and says, come out of your country, come out of your kindred, come out of your people to a land that I'll show you. And God said to him, and I will bless you and make you a blessing. These are the covenant associated with obeying God. So Abraham left and went to a land that God said he would show him. And when he was going, he went with Lot. So in chapter 13, we see Abraham on this journey. In chapter 13, we see God still walking with Abraham and showing him step by step, developing this relationship. In chapter 14, Chapter 15, God made a covenant with Abraham. A covenant that will take 400 years to be accomplished. God saw, said to Abraham that cut two animals into two and there was a covenant that was cut and God said to Abraham, know of a surety that descendants after you will go into slavery for 400 years and there will be They'll be maltreated and after that they'll come out with great plenty. And you know the story from there. Uh, Abraham gave birth to Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob and Esau. Jacob took the blessing and then the next thing that happened was that Jacob gave birth to the 12 tribes of Israel and then Joseph was sold into slavery and then he went into Egypt and through him God revealed the dream of the Pharaoh of the land to him. He interpreted the dreams. And then as a result of that, there were seven years of famine, seven years of plenty. And because of the famine, the whole nations of the world ended up in Egypt. Are you following me? Ended up in Egypt. And then the next thing, Joseph died. A Pharaoh came up who didn't know Joseph started abusing the children of God and then they went into bondage for 400 years. After 400 years, they started crying and then God raised up another deliverer called Moses. Moses came messed up. So what was supposed to take 400 years took 430 years. But finally, they came out. Are you following what I'm saying? Now that's in chapter 16, chapter 15. Then we go to Genesis chapter 16, chapter 17. Now God and Abraham are in discussion. 
Now remember, when God called Abraham, God said to Abraham, I'll make you a father of many nations. That is the cardinal calling of Abraham. That I'll make you what? A father of many nations. And for that to happen, he has to have what? Many children. But you know the story. Nothing was happening. Abraham was not having any baby. Sarah was not having any baby. And nothing was happening. And then Sarah proposed a natural way or a carnal way of Abraham having a child. So Hagar was given to Abraham. And then you know what happened? Ishmael was born. But God said, this is not the one that I have a covenant with. So now, in chapter 18 now, now I want you to understand, this is a promise that God gave Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. Chapter 13, no show. Chapter 14, no show. Chapter 15, no show. Chapter 16, no show. Chapter 17, no show. Then chapter 18, Abraham has to do something to provoke the activation of this covenant. Very important. So we are looking at how to attract the favor of God. Now in all these years that Abraham is working with God, everything is happening. Have you, know, have you gotten to a point where sometimes God promises you something and it's like it's not happening? This is what happens most of the time. Many people are carrying, the, they, have a, they have a promise of God over their life. But there is no manifestation of the promise. It doesn't mean God has forgotten his promise. It means there is something you have to do. There is your part that you have to do to activate the promise. That's why some people die with the promise of God unfulfilled. It's not that God cannot fulfill it. They didn't do their part. So let's go and look at what Abraham did to bring to fulfillment that promise. Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1. The Bible says that then the Lord appeared to him, talking about Abraham, by the temperate trees of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. This is very powerful. There are three things there. The person, the place, and the position. Three key things. The Bible says that, and the Lord appeared to him. That represents the person the person of Abraham. That means God chooses who to appear to. The person to appear to. Now, there were a lot of people in that town, but God never went to anyone else except Abraham. Remember, there is a what? A set time to be favored. <laughs> so, you might be in a neighborhood but when your set time come, you will be the only one who will be lifted out of that neighborhood and positioned above. Amen. The Bible says that, and then the Lord appeared to Abraham, to him, 
talking about the person that God appears to. And notice it says by the temperate trees of Mamre. Talking about the place. God specifically goes to places just to favor people. God can come to this church and decide to favor just specific people. And sometimes people will be wondering, but are we all not here? Yeah, we are all in the same place, but then God in his, in his sovereignty decides who he wants to favor. The place. But the next thing we want to look at, the Bible says that, and he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. That talks about his position. When God wants to favor you, he doesn't care about your position. He doesn't care whether you are a doorman, whether you are an usher, whether you are the gatekeeper, or whether you are the chairman of the company. He doesn't care. As a matter of fact, he comes to those who are at the door. <laughs> those who are serving at the door. I've noticed that the most blessed people in this church are the ushers. <laughs> they are the most blessed. Because when God is bringing a package, he comes through the door. Who will he meet at the door? The first person. The usher. So when you're doing your ushering in the church, do it well. You might not know the people who are coming in, there are angels, some of them are angels, you don't know. The day you decide, mm, who is this one? Mm, 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 mm. That's the that's angel who has come to bring you your blessing. And at that particular moment, you miss your blessing. Look at verse 2. The Bible says that so he lifted up his eyes and looked. That talks about anticipation and expectation. You will not receive favor if you don't expect favor. In this world, you will only receive what you expect. That's why the Bible says that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut short. What are your expectations this year? You expect nothing, you'll get nothing. Somebody say, oh, um, we, they always tell us to write expectation, put our expectation on our expectation cards. I'm not really seeing anything. Well, because you're complaining, that's why you're not seeing anything. But there are many people who are seeing the manifestations of their expectations on a daily basis. Glory be to God. So the Bible says, he, so he lifted up his eyes and looked. He was expecting something. He didn't know God was going to come that day. But he was on a daily expectation. He was expecting breakthrough daily. He was expecting promotions daily. He was expecting his healing daily. He was not lackadaisical in his expectation. He was expecting someone or something big because he knows that where he is, it will take the favor of God to turn things around. I look at my own life. 
a, a couple of days ago, I was just looking and I was driving around and I was thinking that I, I, started, I started thinking and looking back where I came from and started looking around and looking at where God has placed me today. I began to wonder that it is just by the favor of God. There were people in that area who were far better than I was. But today they are nowhere to be found. Their life has no meaning. Are you following what I'm saying? So you have to expect something. Christianity is a, is a work of expectation. Expect big things. Expect the goodness of God. Expect the glory of God. Whenever you come into the house of God, expect his healing. Expect a word. Expect a miracle. You might not know where it's going to come from, but keep expecting. Because one day, God will visit you. Oh, shout a good amen. The Bible says that so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold... You see, when you expect, you will behold what you expect. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that he behold and three men were standing by him. Oh, this is powerful. Three men were standing by him. In theology, we call this anthropomorphism. Where God uses terminology of a man to reveal himself to men. Even though he's not man, he has to reveal himself to us like a man. And notice what's happening here. The Bible says that he saw three men standing by him. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit Amen. standing by him because he was expectant. Your expectations will be fulfilled this year. I said your expectations will be fulfilled this year. It doesn't matter how you think you, it has been delayed. God is about to visit someone. He saw three men standing by him and when he saw them he ran from the tent now no, let's look, watch, watch this carefully we don't have the time I just want to pray something short and then we go but the spirit of the Lord wants me to reveal a few things to you look carefully the Bible says that so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold three men were standing by him by him and then look at the next say, and when he saw them, now where did he see them? Now the Bible says they were standing by him. But he's, the Bible says that, and when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them. Yet the Bible said they were standing where? By him. Oh. Father, reveal this to them together. God was standing by him. But when he saw God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, he now in the human form 
has to run from the tent to go and meet them. Yet they were standing by him. <laughs> In other words, when you don't have favor, there is a distance. When you have favor, favor shortens the distance. Favor brings what you are looking for, what is very far away, brings it close to you. I prophesy over you today, the favor of God will draw the blessing to you. The Bible says that so he ran from the tent door to meet them and notice what he did and he bowed himself to the ground. Talks about honor. This is the first time that man has seen God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, face to face. Even Moses could not see God. Moses said to God in Exodus chapter 3 verse 18, Moses said to God, Lord, show me your glory. God said, Moses, you, you don't have an idea what you're asking. No man can see me and leave. But I will, I will put you by my side. I will go in front of you and you see my behind. Just my behind is more than enough for you. But in Abraham's case, he is having a dialogue with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Verse 3, the Bible says that, and he said, my Lord, if I have found favor in your sight. Notice what we are talking about. How to do what? Attract the favor of God. If I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by, by your servant. Verse 4. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet. And do what? Wash your feet. That should tell you about serving. Humility. Now, what I want you to understand is that Moses, sorry, Abraham in those days was the greatest. There was no one greater like him. He was the wealthiest. And at this point, Abraham doesn't know he's really having an encounter with God. But Abraham said, I want to wash your feet. And so you can rest under the tree. Talking about making provision for rest. Do you see how to attract favor? You have to be willing to serve. You have to be willing to serve. If you are not willing to serve, favor will be passing you by every day. Every day. Favor is by you. But you are so arrogant. You are so prideful. You think you are better than everybody. You don't want to serve. Favor is always passing by you. Verse 5. The Bible says that. It says, and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your heart. After that, you may pass by, and as much as you have come to your servant, 
they said, do as you have said. God talks about giving. Verse 6, so Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. Verse 7, and Abraham ran to the head. And Abraham ran to the head. Now, I want you to understand that Abraham had servants in the house. He could have sent one of his servants to go and pick any of the heads. But he went to the field himself. The Bible says that Abraham ran to the head, took a tender and a good calf. A tender and a good calf. And gave it to the young man and he hastened to pre prepare it. That's it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before him, before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. It's the first place in Bible that we are told God eats. No man has ever cooked for God except Abraham. Well, what is God teaching us? That if you want his favor, you have to do what has not been done before. Listen, prayer is good. But you can, I, I've seen, I've seen people who prayed. I think it was today. I was watching a service and I saw people praying. I said, wow, these people can pray. These people, I think my wife and I were watching, was it yesterday? And we saw people praying. They were praying with all their might. And yet you can see a lot of frustration in the faces of these people. I know people who pray and yet nothing happens for them. I know people who tap into the favor of God and everything is happening for them. The, before we came here, there were churches that started before us. Today, they are nowhere to be found. Closed down. They were more prayerful than us. They were more powerful, they were more powerful pastors than me. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. They were more gifted. They went to, the, to, to Oxford. Some of them went to the highest seminary theology. Theological summary. They knew the Bible inside out. But there's no favor on them. There's no favor on them. They are struggling. Their whole life is full of struggle. And you see them, you wonder, what is wrong here? And some of us just tap into the favor of God understood how to attract the favor of God and the favor of God is working in our lives. That was what was happening in Abraham's life. Verse 9, the Bible says that then they said to him, oh I love this. Now go back to verse 8. 
Look at what happened in verse 8. The Bible says that after Abraham prepared the food, the Bible says that in verse 8, where have you taken us now? Genesis chapter 18, verse 8. The Bible says that after Abraham prepared the food for them, the Bible says that and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Now, have you noticed that when they were eating, nothing was happening? They were just eating. Look at what followed after God finished eating. Verse 9. The Bible says that, then they said to him, after they had eaten, they stopped prophesying. In the kingdom of God, what I have noticed is that God only blesses people after they have given to him to eat. <laughs> it says, then they said, all of the three of them are talking at the same time. Then they said, where is Sarah your wife? Because what they have come to do has to do with Sarah. Because Abraham has been waiting for years for this baby. Sarah was barren. But this is now her moment of visitation to be fruitful. So whilst Abraham was doing all of this, he had no ulterior motive. That's why when you come to the house of God, you don't know which day God will ask, where is Sarah? You don't know which day God will call for your healing. You don't know which day God will call for your promotion. You don't know which day God will call for your blessing. You don't know. You don't know. You can't determine or box God and say today you have to determine it. The Bible says that then they said to him after Abraham has cooked food for them to eat. They said, where is Sarah, your wife? I don't know the challenges you are facing. I don't know what has delayed in your life. I don't know what you have been waiting on God for for years. Today is your day of visitation. Say a good amen. amen. I said today is your day of visitation. love Abraham's response. Abraham said, here in the tent. Verse 10. And he said, now, look, verse 9, it's they. Verse 10 is he. All this while is they. Is they. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father. But in verse 10, God takes over now. Executive veto order. God takes all over because he knows that this thing, it will take the sovereignty of God to establish it here on earth. The Bible says that, and he said, I will certainly Now, God is true, so he doesn't have to add certainly. 
He said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. In other words, this thing I'm about to do for you, you will not die before I do it. You will see it with your eyes. Some of you have gotten to the point where you think you are about to give up. You say, God, do you want to do this after I'm dead? I've come to prophesy to you. God will do it according to the time of life. I said according to the time of life. He said according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah your wife will have a son. You are wondering how that impossible situation will happen. God says you will have it. Listen, you have been waiting for years. But I prophesied to somebody in this church. Somebody watching. I prophesied, somebody listening. I prophesied to you that what you have been waiting for for years, it will be tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow about this time, it will become a reality. Next week about this time, it will become a reality. Next month about this time, it will become a reality. Next year about this time, it will become a reality. Anything occupying your blessing and delaying your blessing is evicted now. I said they are evicted now. Any squatters, any spiritual squatters, squatting on your blessing, they are supernaturally evicted now. They are evicted now. I said they are evicted now. No more delay. Your blessing is coming now. Your breakthrough is coming now. Your visa is coming now. Your documents are coming now. No more delay. No more delay. That marriage is going to happen now. In this season of life, that marriage will happen. Anything that has been sitting on your marriage, I decree that they are removed now. Look at the next thing. The Bible says that Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. And when you read further, the Bible says that and Sarah laughed. Asking, I am old. Abraham is old. There's no way we can have a baby. But when God speaks, whether you have a womb or you don't have a womb, when God says you are going to have a baby, he doesn't need a womb to create a baby. Sarah was laughing because it was an impossible case. Every case that has been impossible, God is about to do it. Anything that has been impossible in your life is done tonight. 
I said it's done tonight. In the name of Jesus. So as we close, five things you have to do to activate or to attract the favor of God. Five things you must do to activate or to attract the favor of God. Number one, you must fast and pray for the favor of God. Listen, there is nothing in the kingdom of God that is free, including salvation. <laughs> Even salvation is not free. It cost Jesus' life to give you a nice salvation. And even on top of that salvation, you have to believe to receive salvation. You have to believe in Jesus. You have to repent of your sins. It will cost you something. There is nothing free in the kingdom of God. Number two. Now let me dwell on number one a bit. You must fast and pray for favor. Jesus said, this kind goeth not out except by what? By prayer and fasting. You want favor? You have to pray and fast for it. Anybody that tells you, you don't have to pray and fast for favor is lying to you. I'm telling you, they are lying to you. Because there's nothing free in the kingdom of God. You have to pray and fast for favor. You have to pray. You have to be tired of the unfavored life and say, God, enough is enough. Go on a three-day prayer and fasting and say, show me favor in this area. In my family, nobody ever married before. In my family, properly, nobody wedded before. I was the first by the grace of God. The first. Out of a family of 24. 24. And for your information, I was the last but one. So see how it works? When I gave my life to Christ and I saw the curse in the family, I started saying I'm a new bloodline. Every January, when I gave, since I gave my life to Christ, every January, I fast and pray. Every January, fasting and prayer has become part of me. Why will I not attract the favor of God? Places that God has taken me, there was no way my education could have taken me there. Places, doors that God has opened for me globally, there, was, there is absolutely no way I, I don't have connections there. It is by the favor of God. And it came through fasting and prayer. Some of you, you don't want to fast. You don't want to pray. You just eat, 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 eat. Your middle name is eating. You see, when I gave my life to Christ, the church that I was in was not calling for prayer and fasting before I was fasting. It was a personal fast. At this stage of your Christian life, if you don't have one day in a week to fast and pray, 
or once in a month to fast and pray. I don't know whether you go far. I don't know whether you go far. When my wife and I were courting, we were fasting once a week because I knew the devil that were the devils that were chasing me. It would take prayer and fasting to destroy them. We were going to get married. We were in the plane. In South Africa, a small plane to where we're going to get married. The devil said to me, Ah, you think you'll be the first one to marry in this family? I'll kill you in this plane. <laughs> the turbulence that we face in that plane, I said, Wow, what a blessing. I was sweating, sweating like a pig. But by the grace of God, we made it. Our wedding day was supposed to be winter, but the sun was out. People came dressed in winter puffy jackets. I was like, what's happening here? The sun was out the day before. It was raining. Everybody was saying this wedding will not happen. It was raining nonstop the day before the wedding. Raining nonstop. And when we were going to have the wedding, it was an open space. And there were no canopies. So the devil wanted to rain on my wedding day. <laughs> Raining nonstop. But through prayer and fasting. Through prayer and fasting. On the wedding day, the sun was out. It was as it was as it was. Uh, it was summer. We got married on the 7th of July, the 7th of the 7th of the 7th. And when we planned a date, we were living here at summer date. We didn't know it was winter in South Africa. Uh, well, I didn't know. Maybe my wife knew then. But probably because she's also lived here for so long, she's forgotten. But when we got there, the sun was out. Glory be to God. And to God be the glory we got married and get the favor of God has never left us since. Number two, you must honor your set man and woman of God privately and publicly. You can't attract favor if the person through whom God releases your blessing, you are criticizing them. Ask Aaron and Miriam. They criticize Moses. They say, ah, is Moses the only one that God speaks through? Is he the only prophet? Don't you know that we can also prophesy? Yeah, we know you can prophesy, but at this stage, it's not your time. So learn to honor your, notice the, the scripture we read, the Bible says that, and, and Abraham went and bowed before them. That was honor. You can't attract favor if you walk in dishonor. And can I say this? Honor, write this down. Honor will open more doors for you than prayer and fasting combined. Honor will open more doors for you than prayer and fasting combined. That's why the Bible says, honor your mother and your father and your days shall be long on the earth. The only 
the only uh, uh, commandment with a blessing. Honor your mother and father and your day shall be long. And those of you whose parents are alive, honor them. Honor them. If your parents are alive in a village somewhere, every month send them some money. Honor them. Don't let them die before you go and buy a big casket for them. Even if all you have a month is 20 pounds, send 10 pounds to them. Because that little honor, they will be blessing you forever and ever. So honor your man and your woman of God what privately and publicly. Number three, you must give your heart wholeheartedly to God. If you want to attract the favor of God, you must give your heart. Give your heart wholeheartedly to God. You see, many people come to church not wholeheartedly. Their heart is 50-50, half and half. If I get this, I go. No, don't come to God based on if I get this, I go. That's not of God. You must give your heart wholeheartedly to God. When you come to church, you come 100%. You don't come 70% and 30% is at home. 30% of your mind is here. 70% is watching football, is thinking about football. Give your heart. How? wholeheartedly. You want to attract favor from God? Give your heart. Tell God, I give you, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm away, Lord, have your way. In. Give your heart how? Wholeheartedly. Give your whole heart to God. Don't give 10% to a boyfriend somewhere. Give your whole heart to God. 100% to God. Amen? Give your whole heart. You cannot attract favor from God if one heart is somewhere and your heart is somewhere. It doesn't work that way. Why did God bless David so much? David gave his whole heart. He was a shepherd boy. He said, who am I? What am I that you have favored me like this? Who is my family before you? That you have made me, I was only a shepherd boy. Now you've made me a king. Give your heart. Give your heart. Give your heart. Give your heart to God. There are many people in the church these days whose heart are not with God. Their heart is in what they can get from God. Give your heart. Give your heart how? Wholeheartedly. 
Number four, you must serve the interest and the expansion of the kingdom of God for favor. Number four, five things you must do to activate the favor of God. Number four, you must serve the interest and the expansion of the kingdom of God for favor. Serve the interest of the kingdom. Serve the expansion of the kingdom. When we say go and win soul, go with your family. Don't wait for anyone. Have you noticed that those who get promoted in any organization are those who are seeking the expansion of their organization? They seek the interest and the expansion of their organization. You can't be in this church when people come to the church they say, oh, go to that church. There's another church in that corner there. Why are you here? <laughs> Your heart is not here. You must serve the interest and expansion of the kingdom of God. For expansion, everywhere you are, you must have flyers of the church in your bag telling people about the church. Have you heard of the solution? You haven't heard? Whenever I go, I get blessed. God is there. God is there. Show me your soul in this church. Where is your soul? Are you bringing people in or you are casting people out? Jesus said you are either with me or against me. Jesus said you are either gathering or scattering. What is your mission here? Are you a gatherer or a scatterer? What's your mission? So you must serve the interest and the expansion of the kingdom of God for your favor. Last one, number five. You must sow sacrificially to activate the favor of God. Number five, you must sow sacrificially to activate the favor of God. We saw Abraham. Abraham went to the field, took a good calf, the best, that sacrificial. He went to the field himself. He went and took the best because he knows the best. You see, listen, if you really want to attract the favor of God, you have to show how sacrificially. There's been times God tells me, sow everything. We just sow. And the next time, a big door is open. I tithe every week. Every week. Every week. Do you know why? In anticipation for what is coming. <laughs> I don't do 10%. I don't tithe 10%. I'm very near to 100% tithe. Very soon, I'll be doing 100% tithing. That's where I'm going. They say, Pastor, how do you work in the blessing? Because you see, when you, when you experience the favor of God, what is salary? Go and ask Esther. Esther was a slave girl. The favor of God came upon her and one minute she became the queen. The 
there are so many legalistic Christians in the church. Even in the tithe, they say, hey, I give my tithe, I pay 10%. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> Who gave you? You see, in the New Testament, we don't do 10%. We do 100%. Amen? We do what? 100%. Check everyone that follow Jesus. The woman who broke the alabaster box, she broke everything. Remember the rich young ruler who wants to follow Jesus? Jesus said, go sell everything, come follow me. In the kingdom of God, in the New Testament, we don't give 10%, we give it all. Because what is it that you have that you have not received? Don't say, it's my life, it's my life, my it's my life. No, it's not your life. <laughs> Who sang it's my life? Who sang it? Eh? Who sang it? <laughs> it's not your life. What if God puts his two fingers in your nose? Will you wake up the following day? <laughs> so, so sacrificially to activate the favor of God. That's what Abraham did. Abraham gave them food. And the next minute God said. Where is Sarah? You need a baby. Next year by this time. You have a baby. And it happened specifically. As God said it. There are some realms. God is about to take you. That it will take you. Sowing sacrificially. To break into that realm. Don't allow mammon to be your God. Have dominion over mammon and begin to rule and operate on a higher dimension. As a pastor, I've seen men and women in this church who have sown sacrificially and broken every limitation. Let me tell you, one of the ways you break financial limitation is to sow how sacrificially. You don't come and say, eh. I'm telling you, there are some dangerous men and women in this church who are walking in an unprecedented dimension of the blessing. And I'm telling you, we are about to enter into a new season. Because God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Hallelujah. So this is how we attract the favor of God. Amen. Did you receive it tonight? Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. 
The Word of God says, Is any sick among you? Let them call on the elders of the church and let them pray for them, and the prayer of faith will make them whole. If you are sick in any part of your body and need healing, why not join us for the next Special Healing School, Saturday the 7th of December at 6.30 p.m. at Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, West Sussex, RH10-8DS. Please call 07938-494-294 or visit solutionchapel.org for further details. The Special Healing School, Saturday the 7th of December, is free and open to everyone. Come and receive your healing.